Thanks for joining me this week on iHeartRadio and the Tech of Sports. And a pleasure to be joined this week by uh, University of Georgia men's tennis coach Manny Diaz, one of my favorite uh, college coaches in any sport and uh, a real class act. And coach, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes uh, out of uh, uh, what was supposed to be a busy schedule for you and, and coming on today. Thanks, Rick. Good to be with you. Yeah, uh, diff- different times. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just uh, a lot of uncertainty, but uh, understanding the severity of the issue, uh, you know, our guys all understood that uh, this was for something bigger than sport. Yeah, bittersweet uh, end of your season. You guys were really coming on. Uh, you broke a couple records yourself. And uh, your team was starting to uh, kind of find itself and pull a couple upsets that had to make you happy, and then it all uh, it all came to an end. So how did you kind of leave it uh, with the team? Uh, I know a little disappointment, but some stuff to build on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the kids were disappointed. We were actually, uh, you know, on a six uh, six match winning streak. We had beaten two teams in the top ten. And, uh, you know, with a very young team, um, we uh, were in Gainesville, Florida, already preparing to play a Friday night match over there uh, when, uh, when we got news on, on Thursday that the, our, our season had been suspended. We were to return back home, obviously. Kids were sort of crushed, but uh, more than that, they were sort of, you know, wondering uh, this, you know, this really uh, must be serious type of thing. This, uh, this, you know, they were just taken back by the whole, um, the whole scare, uh, pardon the pun, but um, uh, they just, uh, yeah, something must really, really be wrong and serious. And, and they already knew, right? They were aware, but, you know, um, it, it looked distant for a while, and, and then it became a reality. It came to our backyard. We understood that we had, we had to take uh, severe measures, you know. So this uh, this became the priority for them, and uh, they all uh, within a few days uh, were home. Uh, we we sent our kids home. Uh, we had to retain a couple of our international kids because we were waiting on news whether we would go to an online uh, classes uh, class system or we were going to resume, you know, classroom uh, uh, teachings uh, sure. uh, at the end of, at the end of the month. So you know, there was a little uncertainty. So for for the international kids, they had to wait a little bit longer to go home. Yes, I mean, scary times. Uh, not only for the team, you always put your team first, but uh, you know. People like me and you, we've never experienced anything like this either. So, uh, um, right. yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens here in the coming weeks and months, and, and wishing for the best. Um, a couple things on your season were with Manny Diaz, uh, 32 years. He's been the head head men's tennis coach at University of Georgia, and uh, you guys had uh, you didn't get to use it much, but a a quick un, unveiling of uh, a new uh, configuration, new upgrades to the stadium there. What did you think of that? came out great i mean uh it's a uh, top top of the line i think we we can say that uh you know we uh we can compete with anybody in the country as far as having the best facilities in the country and you know uh down the road here uh we get to add a new six court indoor complex hopefully in the next couple of years and 
it, uh, it certainly will complete, uh, you know, our facility for the 21st century plus. Yeah, and you're always very excited. Very excited. Yeah, you're always building on something new there. Yeah, of course, the athletic uh, department gives you all the tools you need. Um, that's always been the case at Georgia, and that's really that's really got to be the case in the SEC and and nationwide now. Uh, um, sports like tennis, sports like golf. Um, there, you guys always put a premium on those sports as well as the major sports, and you guys need uh, you guys need new things and and new tools and. Uh, uh, whether it's facility-wise or, uh, or or types of training or resources, you guys need that to compete as uh, as the other teams around you keep getting better and better too. Yeah, we're very lucky uh, to, to really have the resources to compete uh, nationally and be able to recruit internationally, nationally, um, and you know, in the SEC, uh, I think uh, you know all the schools are in good shape. Um, yeah, athletics. Uh, and, uh, you know, as well as academics, uh, you know, we compete in that, in that regard as well. So we're very proud of, uh, of what we're uh, able to do and what uh, resources we, we are uh, given uh, via the, the athletic department, university per se. Yeah, and even when you uh, you pass milestones as you did uh, this season, passing uh, passing Coach McGill as not only the winning as tennis coach at Georgia, but also uh, in the SEC, um, you're the kind of guy you always mention and put the student athletes first. Uh, you you say that you wouldn't be there without all the players you've had throughout the years, and and to me that's impressive. Uh, um, you're the, you're the one constant there, but you always put the the student athletes. First, uh, why, why is that something you've always done or, or put a premium on? Well, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I ask, uh, it's the truth, honestly. I just, uh, you know, you, you're in this position, uh, you know, yes, you can say you're in this position to, to be successful, to win, to represent the university, uh, and to compete for championships. But ultimately, um, you know, I've always seen my job as, as one where, you know, I'm here to facilitate uh, for our student athletes and, and make sure that they have uh, an experience like I did, um, just, uh, you know, for the greatest years of your life. Um, you know, you're able to get a, an incredible uh, education and uh, really to, to help develop uh, these kids into successful uh, role models in the future. Uh, I think that... Uh, you know, the, the thing is, we, we compete, uh, you know, uh, on the tennis court. But uh, you know, ultimately, what we're we're uh, challenging these kids is and uh, and trying to educate them is is to be you know better better people uh, through via competition through competition. You know, you get to really learn a lot about people, and and then uh, you know, uh, it's like everything else. It's 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 training. What you're basically instilling in these guys is how to compete, how to, how to, how to compete uh, in every facet of their lives, how to handle pressures, how to, how to you know, work out of difficult situations, how to deal with stress and anxiety, uh, how to goal set. Uh, and so, you know, I, I feel like my job is not only just as a tennis coach, but, uh, you know, as somebody that's going to help develop uh, these young men and the, and the adults that, that are about the right things, right? And so um, that, that's the way I felt. Um, as a student athlete, I, I, I always felt like Coach McGill put a premium on, on that. And, 
you know, I try to continue to do the same thing. Yeah, all successful uh, coaches say that same thing. Um, we're with uh, Coach Manny Diaz, University of Georgia. And the, the changing landscape of college sports, Manny, has made, uh, especially sports like tennis, you've had to search the globe for players that fit into your program. You were maybe one of the first coaches 30 years ago that uh, um, that had international players or looked internationally um, how uh, how easy or difficult is that process to uh, now with uh, with the technology and uh, and the things we have to uh, to get to know and recruit and discover players that aren't in your backyard and uh, and get them to the University of Georgia. Well, we always had one or two international. Uh, student athletes on our team. I, I uh, you know, uh, from Coach McGill when he had Michael Pern Flores and Ola Malmquist to a few others. Um, you know, we always had one or two, but we've always been uh, a mostly uh, American team. And, you know, as of this year, I think we had like seven out of our 11 players were from the state of Georgia. Yeah. So we, we, we put a premium on recruiting in state because we're a state institution. I've made that a priority if we have players in the state uh that can help us uh i certainly try to recruit them uh, and then you know within the south i think everybody recognizes uh university of georgia tennis program for being you know the old you know the, the winningest program in the last 30 40 years and so i i think we we can compete there as well but you know you certainly need to look outside as well uh you know you know you know, sometimes you get players from all over, Michigan, you know, up east, uh, and occasionally from, you know, the Midwest and, and even all the way from, from, from the, you know, western sides, uh, you know, states, uh, Washington, Oregon. We've had Travis Parrott, uh, who is sort of Oregon, but he's also from Atlanta. Yep. Uh, he lives in, in, in Portland right now. But, um, you know, you try, to, you try to get the best players uh, to come to the University of Georgia. And sometimes, uh, you know, I, I haven't really, I, I don't think I was one of the first to really go after international uh, uh, student athletes. Um, but, I, you know, because I, I never really traveled abroad to recruit until about five or six or seven years ago. Um, and, uh, and our teams have never been primarily international. So, you know, we try to stay, but at the same time, you know, we, in order to compete, you do have to have one or two. And, and this year we had three international kids, one's, one's from South Africa, one from France, and one from Sweden. It just sort of happens, uh, or it happened, you know, for us. This year. And, uh, you know, we're very proud of these kids. They bring a lot of, you know, a lot of different uh, points of view or different cultural uh, mindset, and uh, I, I think it's it enriches our Georgia kids, our American kids, and it provides for a good balance. Um, but um, you know, it has changed. The landscape has changed, and I think uh, you know, a little over 50% of people, uh, uh, student athletes in Division One tennis, I believe, are now from somewhere else other than the United States. I'm not sure I'm for that. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, you know, a limit uh, mm -hmm. because I do believe that our primary focus should be developing American tennis. But, um, you know, as of right now, there just uh, there isn't 
uh, ones. But so, you know, we uh, you know we continue to attract uh, some international uh, players, but um, I think our first priority needs to be American kids. Yeah, that's always been your priority. But uh, one player who who didn't come from uh, international waters, uh, he came from right up the road in in North Carolina, uh, the most successful uh, bulldog uh, on the pro tour ever, John Isner. And kind of take me back, uh, coach, when you were were first met John or, or was rec- were recruiting John. What were your aspirations for him? Where did you think? Uh, that how did you think he could develop and and fit into your team and and uh, did you ever have a talk with him early on about uh, his pro career after college? You know, uh, John was uh, you know a very good prospect. I believe he got to the finals of the national play courts and won Kalamazoo in doubles. And you know, he he was a top ten kid uh, in the U.S. and. So he was one of our top prospects. Uh, you know, we were able to kind of just watch him from about 16 years old uh, on, and we were excited when we got him. And, uh, uh, you know, I thought he could come in and push to play somewhere in the middle of the lineup, maybe uh, as high as three his first year, and, and he did. He played mostly at number three singles. Um, you know, he had uh, a big frame, so he was a tall, lanky kid that needed a lot of, maturity physically he was very very he was like six eight and a half and 195 pounds so he was very very thin he needed to to gain some muscle mass and uh and that's what he did uh after the second year he he's, he's definitely saw a change in his body he started to get stronger and uh fitter you know as a freshman he was so thin uh and he was sort of weak right for the tall frame that he had, that he uh, his back actually, uh, he hurt his back and, and was not able to finish his freshman year. He needed to take uh, about a couple months off to really heal. And then I think that right there kind of opened up his eyes that he needed to really spend more time in the weight room, as we had been suggesting. Not that he didn't his freshman year, but it, it, it needed more time for him to kind of just go through the process so by his junior year he was uh, the real deal he had gained about 30 pounds uh you know and uh and 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 became our number one player uh, i definitely think that after his junior year you know he uh you know he saw that, that he could compete uh out there and give it a shot in the professional tour um uh, really, when he when he got to Georgia, his his lifelong dream was to be an ESPN sportscaster. Yeah. Believe it or not, uh, and uh, so he he never really thought about playing professional tennis. I don't think until about halfway through his college career, when he started realizing his potential and started realizing, you know, hey, I have a superb weapon with my serve. His forehand was very good, um, and. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, he's one of the most coachable players I've ever had. So he was very willing to to listen and to try things that were not comfortable. Uh, you know, like, for example, I, you know, when he got to Georgia, I basically said, you, you, you're too big and too slow to, to be, <laughs> to be a, 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 base, a strict baseliner. Uh, and while he has to pick 
uh, a little bit, pick and choose a little bit more on the, on the pro tour when to come forward in college, he was able to develop that and, uh, and now benefits him when, you know, when he, uh, when he has to do it in the, in the pros. So, you know, he, he didn't question it. He just basically said, which way do I go? And, and he worked very hard at, at these things. And so he got more comfortable serving and volleying and transitioning to the net and finishing points up there. So where, um, you know, a lot of kids are not as willing to, to you know, to do those things. And the career speaks for itself that he's had. Even he admits he he, he never imagined he'd have the the career that uh, he's had or is having. Even he's uh, he he still he's not going anywhere. Still in the top twenty, and uh, uh, I know a great uh, ambassador for your program as, as he travels the world. And and uh, there's not a, a match that goes by where the broadcasters don't mention uh, University of Georgia and John. So. Uh, um, a, a great, a great guy to have out there representing Bulldog Tennis, and we're wrapping up here with with uh, Manny Diaz, University of Georgia men's tennis coach, and and I know it was kind of abrupt your ending of the season, uh, Manny. Um, how did you leave it with the players? Um, you know, there's no tournaments going on right now with USTA or ITF or anything. What uh, what can you tell your players from afar as as far as uh, um, staying in shape or staying mentally tough, or what? Uh, what? What can you tell them at this point when there's nothing really going on? Yeah, it's 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 hard, honestly. Um, you know, try to stay as active as possible, but make sure that you're adhering to all these recommendations. Keep social distancing. You know, just to take care of yourselves. You know, honestly, it's it's something that you know we'll look back, and it, it, you know, it, it it affects a lot of people. So in, in, in that sense, it's not something that is just another blip in the, in the radar. But, uh, you know, just take this time and spend time with family and try to stay as fit as you can. And, you know, uh, a lot of our guys you know, are definitely very, very uh, diligent. And, you know, they're, they're continuing to, to do some conditioning or strength training and, uh, you know, maybe going for some jobs here and there. Uh, you know, some, some areas are more difficult than others, but... You know, they're continuing to stay fit and waiting for the time when they can get out there and get back to their dreams, uh, which is, uh, you know, become as good a tennis player as they possibly can. So um, but for the time being, you know, just, uh, you know, it, it's great um, that they're able to spend more time with their families and, uh, you know, and and and, and, and just uh, and grow, grow as people. We You know, we give them materials to, to read. We try to put things in perspective for them. Um, and, uh, you know, stay undeterred. That's what, that's what we tell. Well said, coach. Uh, uh, I tell you, uh, you and, and be safe over there in Athens. I hope to see you this summer under better conditions. And, uh, um, so. yeah, uh, best to your family. Thanks for coming on. Congratulations on, uh, on, on a great season cut short and looking forward to next year as well. Thanks, Rick. Stay safe and stay healthy. We will, and uh, hope to see you at the BB&T this summer. We'll see you there. Thanks, Coach.